Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, why people skills matter in the workforce and beyond. Our guest, Tim Baldwin. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Debbie. Well, first off, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I am currently chair of the Department of Management and Entrepreneurship at Indiana University Kelly School of Business. This is my 32, 32nd year as a management professor, and I sort of think of myself as an evangelist for people's skills in the workplace. So delighted to have this opportunity. Well, let's dig in. Are people skills key to organizational performance? Oh, emphatically, yes. I think sometimes the misunderstanding is that people skills are only good for individuals. We all want to work for people that have good people skills. It's pretty clear that people skills can help you individually advance in an organization. But the reality is, is that those skills collectively combine to create organizational success. We like to say that culture eats strategy for lunch and that soft skills lead to hard outcomes. And the research is very clear that that's true. One of my uh, uh, favorite studies is one recently done by Google called Project Oxygen. And you you might think of Google as among the most technical of firms and the success would be largely based on your technical competence. In fact, when they studied their supervisors, they found technical competence to be among the bottom of the eight skills that they found most important. Those skills at the top were soft skills, people skills, if you will, your ability to coach, your ability to give feedback, your ability to set expectations, to build and energize a team. And so I think that just stands out as a place where we might think that people skills would wouldn't be important. In fact, they are. The other evidence is just very strong that great places to work are also great places to own or to invest in. So yeah, that research is there. People skills matter to organizational success. So Tim, interesting question. What about, say, well-known, successful firms where their leaders maybe do not embody those skills you're talking about, such as Jeff Bezos at Amazon, Steve Jobs at Apple? That's a terrific question, one that I often get from my young students who look at those folks and say, these guys don't embody the very things that you're talking about. They're the opposite of those things. We often hear the same thing with respect to coaches of some teams that are very bombastic and and, uh, denigrating and the like. The reality is, is that no one in their right mind would deny that those folks have had some level of success. They win games, uh, uh, they uh, uh, prosper in, uh, in organizational life. But the reality is, is they're not successful because they lack the, the, or don't exhibit those people skills. They're successful in spite of the fact. That is, they bring other tremendous competencies, whether they're prophetic in the marketplace or remarkably skilled uh, uh, operational people or great sports minds. But the fact that they do not exhibit those skills, okay, does not uh, uh, justify their performance. That performance comes from other skills, and those skills are rare. And I like to encourage my young students, if you want to play that card, good luck to you. You're far better off developing your people skills. Moreover, those skills create more healthy and enjoyable organizations, and they're far easier to sustain. So that's a terrific question and a very common misunderstanding. 
So can you describe more specifically some of the people skills that you mean? Yeah, I think sometimes when we say people skills, it gets categorized as being nice or having a good attitude or traits. The reality is when we talk about people skills, we're talking about real behaviors. We're talking about things like creativity and innovation in the workplace, teamwork and the ability to to energize uh, others in, in a team, leading and motivating, dealing with conflict negotiating effectively. And and I would add that I think those skills are even more valuable and rare and and important in organizations today. We hear a lot of talk about robots and drones replacing the human element. And that's true in many, many roles. But those jobs that require people skills are not going to be replaced by uh, robots. And thus, they become even more important than they ever were. So uh, uh, very much critical to organizational success today. Do you have any research that supports the need for people or soft skills? You know, I do. I was part of a study just a couple of years ago um, that, frankly, was a little disturbing or disappointing in that we had the opportunity to assess 20,000 practicing managers and a group of um, uh, undergraduate students on an assessment that essentially replicates the in-basket that you might have as a manager. So it was eight items and looks like the kinds of items that would appear in your email on any given day. The scoring for this assessment, eight items, was zero to four. That is, if you got a fine uh, answer to an item, you get a four. And if you got a very incompetent response, you'd get a zero. Across 20,000 practicing managers with a score, a possible score of 32 being maximum, the average score across those managers was 12. For our student sample, the score was eight. And again, I emphasize these were not uh, items that reflected pure mastery. These were fundamental skills of, of effective practice in organizations, if you will, using people skills. And so two things about that. One is, is that the uh, items, the reason why uh, we believe that managers perform so poorly relative to their performance in school or on typical tests was these items are uncued, meaning there's no solution set. There's no multiple choice. You don't get to choose among the options. You have to free generate what to do just like in life. And so it was very real. And that reality proved to be very challenging uh, for folks to sort of uh, act in ways that we would pretty much commonly determine would be effective interpersonal performance. Secondly, and maybe most disturbing, is that when we surveyed the manager separately and said, how are you doing? Okay, they typically responded very well. That is, they fit in a category we called unskilled and unaware which is the worst box to be in. It's one thing if you're unskilled and you know it and you're you're likely to seek improvement, but if you're unskilled and unaware of it, you're far less likely to seek feedback and personal development. So it was quite disappointing, but also does just heighten the importance of trying to do a better job fostering those skills in both our, our practicing managers and our young developing students. So what suggestions do you have to help gain these necessary people skills? 
Yeah, I think that's at the heart of the question. So what do we do about it? It's one thing to identify the challenge and the issue. I think most of us are familiar with toxic organizations and have worked for people that lack these various skills. So nothing really new there. The question is what to do about it. And I, I think there's really three buckets of things that we need to do. First and foremost, we need to get it more central in our curriculums, both in schools and in the training profile in organizations. And we've got to do it earlier. Is that the, this opportunity to take management, oftentimes in a, in a business program will not occur till you're a junior or a senior or in an organization till you become a supervisor. We need to get to our people early and often with those skills. The second thing is we have to get away from just decisions or just from just description, just describing leadership or motivation or teams and to real decisions. That is, what decision would you make in that team? How would you attempt to motivate others? What leadership actions would you take? Is that this is a place where you can't just talk about it. You can't just tell. You have to show. And we need active uh, decision-making uh, to uh, to help uh, individuals develop. And then finally, we need deliberate practice with feedback. One of the things that was concerning about the um, uh, assessment that we did was that experience didn't seem to matter. It mattered some. But it didn't seem to have the incremental improvement for managers that you would think it would if they'd been a manager a long time. And the explanation for that is they have done it a long time, but they haven't gotten feedback or any coaching on how to get better. They've done it, they've moved up, but have never really learned from their experience and their mistakes and, and also sort of to, to double down on their successes. So I think that the, the ultimate solution is to try to build learning stimuli that include those. And if I might, it's kind of an opportunity to uh, uh, talk a little bit about a recent textbook that stems from this very situation that we've discussed here. It's my co-authors, Bill Bomert, Cal State Fresno, and Bob Rubin at DePaul University and I have all taught the management courses, both in school and for practicing managers over the last 30 years or so and recognizing these problems, we tried to build a text. We call it organizational behavior, real solutions for real challenges. And the idea is to embody some of the things that we're talking about here. So the, the, the text is filled with students forced to make decisions, not just description. It's very contemporary. It's organizations that students are animated by today. The tech companies, the gig economy companies and the like. And there's plenty of opportunity both in the text and in the ancillaries for real practice. So we think it's it's an attempt to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. We kind of colloquially call it, let's get real with our textbooks. And we're really excited about that. So appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk a little bit about that. Excellent. Well, uh, Tim, first off, McGraw is very proud to have this new book coming out. Uh, and thank you and your co-authors for all your hard work. And most definitely, thank you for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice on people skills today. To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything. <laughs>